Welcome back to the Coast Watch. My name is Lockie, and we are here for another edition of the Coast Watch Football Podcast, where we sit down to chat all things across the A-League men's competition, the Socceroos, Central Coast Mariners, everything got to do with Australian football. And I'm so excited to be joined today by um, some more passionate fans, some Mariners fans joining me right now, Dylan and Jake. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Yeah, Good dude. To be I, here. I, Dude, I'm, I'm stoked that you guys are here. And it's and, and look, this is a very important week for Mariners fans because we've got one of the biggest games yeah. in the past decade coming up. And of course, that's yeah. going to be, uh, I'm sure, a big chunk of this episode, talking about that game, previewing it, talking about our chances heading into the game as well. Yeah. Um, but first of all, we'll dive through the A-League men's action that we saw take place over this weekend. And there were four games that took place. And um, we'll, we'll run through them and some of the big talking points that have come out of those games because there are certainly some big talking points. And we'll start with those two games on Saturday. Saturday night. So uh, Western United defeating Melbourne City 1-0 and, uh, and and Brisbane Raw 3-0 over Western Sydney Wanderers and the sacking of Carl Robinson, which was sort of inevitable. And and, and we and we have heard uh, just, just uh, they basically announced it. I mean, it's almost like they had it ready to go. Mark Rodan has been announced as the new head coach, West Sydney Wanderers. Um, Dylan, if we want to start off with you, what did you make of, if you want to pick out any of those games, Brisbane Wanderers or, or Western United, um, you know, what did you make of those results? A, an important win for Western United and uh, Melbourne City look a bit shaky and a big win for um, Brisbane who have been struggling this season, hey? Yeah, I only caught a bit of both games, but the City versus Western United game, I still thought City were probably the better team and they had a lot of players out due to Socceroos. Mm. Um, but yeah, that wasn't a right game. I wouldn't say, yeah, Maybe a draw was more deserved, but yeah, it's good to see Western United. Any team to beat City is always a good thing. So, yeah, and then the Brisbane versus Western Sydney game, Western Sydney were just horrible, <laughs> not up to the standard at all. Like, but yeah, that's why yeah. they got rid of Robinson. Hopefully, Rudan can turn it around. I mean, like you'd think, like anything's going to be better at this stage. I, I, watching yeah. that game on Saturday night, Wanderers were were just so poor. Um, mm. Only managed eight shots in that game in total, and they they had the majority of possession. I think they had like sixty percent possession, but just yeah, didn't do anything with it. Was shocking. Hey, they've um, got such a good team as well. Like they shouldn't be losing the way they are. Like it. Yeah, they've got so many class players. So many. Yeah. For sure, yeah. And like, and like Jake, just to ask you, I mean, like with Mark Rodan coming in now for West Sydney Wanderers and looking at the number of star players they have, like these these names that are familiar to, to A-League fans in Dimitri Petrados, you know, Tom Ahmed, uh, you know, Terry Antonis. Do you reckon Mark Rodan's going to be the, might, the right man to turn around or do you reckon it's going to be too late for Wanderers this season? Do you reckon they're making a top six push? I don't think so. I don't think Mark Rodan's going to turn it around. Um, really? We did at Western United. Yeah, Not what even he did at Western United, day. he had a lot of star players at Western United and he didn't make finals there. So I don't think he's going to be able to do it at Wanderers considering the form they're in as well. It's it, it, it's interesting and it's and it's good to hear sort of the, the differing opinions from you guys because that's what it seems to be online, that it's quite yeah. it's quite varied. Some people are really disappointed with the appointment. Um, some people were expecting Van Egmond, who, who was like brought in as assistant coach, to be promoted yeah. to, his, to head coach. Yeah. Um, but it is an interesting one. The thing that I do want to point out is that like Rudan took over at Wellington Phoenix and took them to the finals in his first season. And I think in the first season in charge at West United, he took them to, to one game away from the grand final. So that first year was really good, but that second year was really poor. Like last season, yeah. West United were really poor. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like Dylan, what do you make of this signing? Like Mark Rodan, I mean, I definitely he's right think man? short term, it will definitely improve the squad because the players yeah. are going to want to be this on, in the starting 11. They're going to want to impress him. Like it's always a first impressions as a new coach is always important, but I can't say long-term it's going to be the solve to be honest, but I guess we can only wait and see. That's 
there's not much else to it, I don't think. What do you mm. think? Yeah, look, look I, I think, as I mentioned, like anything's going to be better. And yeah. the problem for West Sydney Wanderers fans is probably regardless of who they appointed, appointed they probably still wouldn't, they, nothing would make them optimistic for, for the future because of these, yeah. we've heard these like rumors of like a toxic culture behind yeah. closed doors and, yeah. and, and yeah. people higher up, you know, whether those people need to be changed, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, whether those rumors are true or not, like, like we don't know in the end, but yeah. There's a sense that, you know, West Sydney Wanderers, they've been stuck in this rut for like five years now. They haven't made the finals, I think, for four or five seasons now. It's, it's, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, considering like where they were early on, like they have yeah. to be up. They have to be yeah, up. They have to be, to... especially with the squad they have. Like, it's crazy. Like, it, I don't know. It's yeah. just weird to see such a good um, team not doing well. 100%. Yeah. And especially in midfield, I keep highlighting it that, like, well, I think Wanderers arguably, like, on paper, have the one of the best midfields, like Jack yeah. Rodwell, Steven Ugarkovic, Keanu yeah. Bacchus, Terry Antonis. Like, all of these guys are so good, like, a, a proven quality A League level players. Um, even Jack Rodwell's a, a, a impressed so far in his short stint already. So, yeah. look, it's going to be interesting to see where Western Sydney Wanderers go from here. But uh, I guess the only way is up. They currently sit second bottom of the ladder. Well, you, they can go down to, to bottom place. But um, Wanderers fans will be hoping for an improvement. Um, um, hey, let's shuffle on to the two Sunday games. And, of course, uh, being Mariners fans, we will dive in very deeply to the Sydney FC Central Coast Mariners game. 3-2, a, a weird game. I mean, just to start it off, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel weird after this game. Like, I, yeah, I felt I like we were going to win it. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. I felt like we were going to win it. We're up 2-1. Yeah. And then, I don't know what happened. The boys just looked like they ran out of legs. Sydney FC come back and win it 3-2. Um, yeah. You know, Jake, if we want to start off with you, what did you make of this game? We were missing, you know, Kai Rolls, some key players still out. But what did you make of this game, Jake? Well, to be honest, I thought we didn't deserve to lose, firstly. I thought we probably deserved a draw, at least. Um, a couple of big talking points with the was Kurt Ams. Like, not sure um, what you make of those decisions. But, yeah, I thought... There was an offside in one of them. Um, yeah. Hmm. What did you make, Dylan? Do you think it was offside or not? Oh, of course. I assume Jake you're talking about that second goal. Is that right? Yeah. 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 What'd you make of it, Dylan? I don't even know. Like, I'm not a referee. I don't keep keep up with all the rules, but it looked offside. And I get what they were saying that it didn't come off the second player. And if it did, it would have been offside. But even if so, it did look like it came off the second player. Um. But the whole game was riddled with weird calls, like the handball, like that was similar to Lecky's handball, I found, and that went against us, and this one went against us as well. I mean, yeah. Um, so it's just really inconsistent refereeing, I think, and I don't think we deserve to win the game, but we definitely didn't deserve to lose it. And we got very tired at the end, and maybe that's due to not having Kai, but there's rumours of him going, so that's not the standard we can be up to if we do lose him. But yeah, we definitely pulled it back. It was a good performance, but definitely not worth a loss. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, overall, it was a good performance. And it feels like we haven't really had, out of all the losses, may, maybe last week against Melbourne City, I thought maybe it was our weakest performance of the season yeah, so far. Sure. There hasn't really been many games where we've like really been out of it or really been sort of yeah. absolutely dominated. We've been in games, yeah. every game this season. Yeah, sure. um, but there's there's a couple of key points that I want to talk about, especially regarding the squad. And and first of all, I'll touch on some of the rumours around some of the players. And uh, uh, as you mentioned there, potentially Kai Rolls leaving the club. Uh, the, the strongest one that I think we've heard is Mark Birigidi potentially yeah. leaving. And yeah, we've heard things about Ruan Tongik and, and you know, whether the other players have been linked with moves away I mean what do you guys make of it like heading into the season I felt so confident with our squad and so many you know exciting young players um it, it's a it's 
as a, as a Mariners fan, I'm really concerned if, if some of these key players leave, like Kai Rolls, like Mike Birigidi, we need to bring in replacements. So what happens? Like, should we be concerned as Mariners fans? Are there players on the market to bring in? Um, I'm not concerned because they haven't happened yet. If they have, then yeah. I'm like I'm still thinking that we should have brought in another midfielder, at least a more experienced midfielder, because like Harry Steele and um, Max Ballard, amazing job, like top class. But we shouldn't be relying on those boys. Like I don't know, like but I can't see Mike Birgitti leaving. Like he's got his family on the coast. So he he's getting up there. Um, I get the money would be better in Japan. I think was where he was going. But um, yeah. But as Monty said, they're they're rumors. Like it's not it's not solid yet, at least. If mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and especially in the middle of a season. And the, the weird yeah. thing is it's not even in the middle of a season for us. Like, we're, I feel like we're just yeah. still in the first stages yeah, of the yeah. season. So to lose some of these players after such a promising start for the club is is mm. concerning. Um, and, and the other one as well is I want to bring up Jason Cummings, who, of course, I mean, fantastic debut to get his first goal. And, uh, and, and it's great to have a player of his caliber at the club. Um, yeah. But it almost raises the question now with some of these more defensive players being linked with moves away and we bring in another striker. And something that I've brought up a lot, and I would love to get your guys' input on this, is like, uh, look, I'm so, I'm so like, it's, it's awesome that Cummings is here at the club. But you just wonder why we signed another striker when we already have Nikolai Muller, Mateus, Maresh, Marco, Renia, Matt Simon, Damien Zekena, so many players in that front half of the pitch, but didn't strengthen the centre-back position or the central midfield position. Do you guys have a take on that? What do you make of it? You go first, Jake. Uh, yeah, I definitely think we should have brought in someone more defensively minded. Um, we're looking like pretty thin uh, in that area. And but for me, um, the biggest worry is like the goalkeeper position. If we lose Birgitte, we have Yaron Sosa out injured already. Um, so we're down to our third choice keeper. Um, we'll become our main keeper pretty much. So yeah, I think that would be the worst case scenario if Birgitte left. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because, because especially considering, not only is he our first choice keeper, but he's one of the best keepers in the league. It yeah, would, yeah. it would be a massive blow, and and I think it would be a blow to our finals hopes. You know, especially the way we started this season, we're expecting ourselves to, I think, make the top six this year once again. Um, so look. Hopefully, all of these guys stay at at least for the rest of the season. You know, if they, I'm happy for them to leave at the end of the season. But as long as they just stick around for now, man, especially during this uh, this crucial time, still early yeah. on in the season. Um, and and the other Sunday game that I do want to touch on as well. So Newcastle Jets, Adelaide United, and oh my goodness, Adelaide United, and and <laughs> are the kings of the comebacks. They've done it again. They did it against Melbourne City twice this season already. And they've done it here. There were Newcastle Jets overall had a pretty decent game and, and were up one nil with with I think what five minutes to go. Iren Kunda, fifteen year old, scores a banging free kick, and then Ibusuki, the new Japanese signing, scoring a winner. What's going on up there at Newcastle? Oh, I still think that they're really, really good. As as much as I hate to say it as a Mariners fan, like, That's true. but yeah, it's good on the what's his Arakunde? How do you say it? Um, Amazing I think, I think free it's kick. yeah, it's a Iron Kunda. I yeah. think it's a tricky one, eh? Um, amazing free kick. Really happy for him, especially at such a young age. Like that's what every kid dreams of. Um, but yeah, I think Adelaide were just better, or they not even better. They just took their chances more because Newcastle definitely weren't poor. I don't think anyway. But um, yeah, it's hard to yeah, it's that still that early on in the season that you can't say Newcastle are going to blow it, blow the finals or something. But yeah, Adelaide, I would say, deserved the win, and they did well to pull it back for sure. Yeah, and, and, and the result now sees Adelaide United in third place on the ladder. It feels really weird because like a few weeks ago, 
like Mariners, I was like, if we won, I think it was the Melbourne City game. I was like, oh, if we win this, we could be in third place, like by the end of the round. And all of a sudden, we're like out of the top six. Melbourne yeah. City are third. It's, it's all over the place. Um, Jake, what do you make of Adelaide United specifically this season? Do you reckon they're like a team that actually could challenge towards the top of the ladder this season? Yeah, well, at the beginning of the season, I put them like pretty down low on my ladder prediction. So they've surprisingly done pretty well to be up there. Um, but I'm not sure how they're going to keep that going throughout the season. Um, but yeah, with these young youngsters coming through in their squad, um, they could uh, surprise a lot of people this season. For sure. Yeah. And I was the same. And I think a lot of people were like putting Adelaide United down towards the bottom. But uh, yeah, maybe they're the surprise package this year. So look, some really interesting results from the weekend and some big stories coming out. And uh, of, of course, from Mariners' point of view, so fantastic for, for Jason Cummings to score that debut goal. And that's probably the highlight of the weekend uh, as Mariners fans. But when I've got the ladder in front of me. I mean, Western United as well, that win takes them to second place on the ladder. So uh, good stuff happening down there. John Aloise is doing the job. They're not necessarily scoring that many goals. They've only scored Seven Western United this season. Um, yeah, Adelaide United in third, City in fourth. MacArthur still haven't played a game in a long time in fifth. Sydney FC just ahead of us in sixth. Mariners in seventh. Uh, Brisbane in eighth. Perth ninth. Tenth, Wellington Phoenix. And then Wanderers and Newcastle Jets make up the bottom two. So are there any teams, like just, just to round out sort of how we're sort of seeing the A-League take shape now after 10 weeks or so, are there any teams that have surprised you guys in particular? Like who do you think we should really be wary of this season you know is it is it simply melbourne victory have they just do you reckon they're going to run away with it this season or are there other teams around there that are going to be dangerous um melbourne victory are definitely hands down going to be the best team in the competition i'd be very surprised if they didn't um take the plate um uh, macarthur have been very 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 good they've not had as many games as the other teams but like just looking at their squad like I don't think people like understand how good MacArthur's squad is. Like it's it's insane. Like definitely capable of um, competing with uh, Melbourne Victory, which I think they have been doing. Um, but yeah, it could go either way. Like we were talking about Adelaide. Like no one expected them to be up there so far, especially because they seem to have been pretty poor so far. But yeah. Yeah, and and. and- the the thing the interesting thing as well is that every team has shown promise i think as well like it's interesting to see newcastle jets and i think dylan it was you that just said earlier like they've been good this season like yeah. they've got becca mickle datsy daniel Pena. like the the new imports that they've brought in have been doing really well and they're sitting bottom of the ladder it's weird yeah, you know wellington phoenix on their day have, have, have pulled results uh, have been pulling some decent results lately as well made it to the semi-finals of the cup of course western sydney wonders maybe the team that that sort of have been underperforming the most though um so yeah. whether they'll pull it together but yeah Look, it's it's a really interesting season yet again in the A League, yeah. and uh, of course anything can happen. So, so who knows? Yeah. Maybe Mariners, maybe Mariners will be top of the table come come two or three yeah, times. Like of course, yeah. yeah. So many games in hand for so many of these clubs as well. Um, but hey, let, we should jump into the to the big one, the FFA Cup final, um, because it, it it is massive. I'm so excited for it. Of course, bitterly disappointed that uh, that it's not being played at Central Coast Stadium uh, on 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 uh, Brisbane Water there by the palm trees. It would have been would have been a beautiful uh beautiful evening but look a big one and uh jake we'll start off with you i mean what's your just general feelings heading into this game um you know what lineup should we be seeing if, if we're going to win this game do you reckon we are a chance to win this game or a victory just simply going to be too strong at home in front of a packed amy park well i think it's going to be pretty close Melbourne victory are very like very strong they look uh, look very strong against wellington uh in the semi-final and i think with the full home crowd, it's going to be pretty like packed there. 
Um, they're going to have the full like crowd behind them. And I think they might be too good for us. I'm not sure. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? Do you reckon there's any hope for the Mariners? You have to say, yeah, but Melbourne victory is so good, but like, it's really, I was trying to predict the game earlier. It's just such a tough one. Like I was there for about 10 minutes trying to decide a, a score that could happen. It was just tough. Like, it could honestly go either way, and a lot of people are going to um, tip Melbourne victory because they've got such a good team. But then we have a really good team as well, especially in attack. Um, and, yeah, it's it's going to be a really tough game, but definitely willing to give the boys a chance. Like, I'm not going to say we're not going to win because I think there is a solid chance that we will, even though mm. it will be a very tough game. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about as well is, is is picking the lineup, and this is the fascinating thing for me because I think this could go, I think there are a couple of key positions where it could go either way. Um, you know, and, and, and I think what we'll do, we'll go through like sort of section by section, like defense, midfield, and attack. Yep. Um, okay. For me, my best defense is, is of course, Birgitte, um, Miller, Dan Hall, Kai Rolls, and, and Jake Farrell. And and this is um, considering that, you know, hopefully that everyone's fit and and hopefully Rolls is, is, is set to go coming back from from playing over in Oman for the Socceroos qualifier. Like, yeah. would you guys make any changes to that back line? Does Ruin Tongit come in? Or, like, for me, Dan Hall and Kai Rolls have, have been the standout so far in, central, in the center of defense. Yeah, I would say start Dan Hall. Um, Tongit has been good since he's built his fitness up, but I still think Dan Hall has been superb. Like, so good. So mm. it's hard to change that. I've seen some people uh, on the weekend from Sydney's game, again, our game against Sydney, um, that Tonyka was looking a bit tired throughout the game and was looking to just clear the ball when he got it. Um, so, yeah, the whole team I think... looked tired, though, to be fair. Yeah. So, but I think Dan Hall would be the option there. Mm. Sure. And that's the concern as well. Like, I think we've seen it a few times this season. I think that uh, the previous week against Melbourne City, I think Ruan came off after 60 minutes. Um, there's been some other games. I think it was against Wellington. He came off as well. I think McCarthy might have come off as well. But there's there's been a number of times this season where Ruan hasn't been able to run out of game. I don't know whether there's this injury problem still lingering on. Um, but yeah, it just seems to make sense, especially in a game which could potentially go for 120 minutes. We need a fit squad. So yeah, look, yeah. hopefully uh, hopefully Kai Rolls is back as well to partner potentially Dan Hall in the centre defence. Um, across midfield, um, Dylan, if we just want to jump in with you, what's your ideal midfield, especially especially in those wide positions? It's so tricky to pick. I feel like yeah. Oli Bazanic, of course, as being our best player is a, is a lock and our captain. But what does that midfield four look like for you, Dylan? It's a tough one. I'd say Maresh on, uh, on the left. Um, Bazanic, obviously. Um, I don't know if Muller is keen on the centre mid position. I'm not really familiar with that whole situation, but Muller is up to it, and I'd say him or Harry Stills done great. Um, Max Ballard also great, and maybe even put Cy Goddard at the right, and then Nisbet in the middle. But Nisbet has also been very good on the right. So, yeah, Nis- uh, yeah, I'll go Nisbet on the right and say Harry Still in the middle. Mm. What about you, Jack? What's that midfield look like for you? Any changes to that? I'd probably put Max Ballard instead of Harry Still. But yeah, other than that, pretty much the same. Yeah, and it's interesting that Dylan, you brought the 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 Muller one, and and, and it's funny, Nikola Muller. I mean, he got some minutes off the bench again, the second appearance for the Mariners so far this season. It is interesting to see where he's going to fit in. Like, uh, in in both games, he's come on in a forward position, and it looks like he will be played as one of those strikers. Um, yeah. and from what we saw at Wanderers, he can play sort of as, as almost one like a number ten, sort of sitting in behind. I think if he was to play as as, as maybe a central midfielder, you sort of lose a bit of balance there because Harry Still and Max Ballard are naturally sort of a bit more defensively. Um, inclined yeah. anyway um, but yeah but specifically those wide positions are the tricky thing for me I mean on the weekend we saw Maresh and Benny play 
I, I don't know how I felt with Maresh playing on that right wing. I, I, I just when you compare that to having Josh Nisbet there, Josh Nisbet is is such a hard worker and he'll get forward in attack and he'll get back in defense. And I don't know if Maresh is that kind of player. Maresh seems yeah. to be more comfortable in a forward position. And on the left, yeah, for me, I'd go Cy Goddard. I'd, I'd go Cy Goddard over so Benny. I prefer Cy to um, Benny? I think so. Benny? Purely, yeah. And and uh, something I brought up, I actually brought this up when I did on, on, on YouTube, sort of the live reaction to the game afterwards. And yeah. I, I, I said, it, imagine what it would be like starting, you know, Nears and Cy in the wide positions and then bringing 60th minute, bringing on Maresh and yeah. Benny on the wings. Yeah. And imagine those two players who, who are skillful players, who are fast players and both very direct players who like to take players mm-hmm. on. Imagine them attacking tied defenders later on in a game. Like that's something different. Um, so that could be an option as well. So so that's how I would go with, you know, Nears yeah. and Cy in the wide positions and then yeah. those guys to come on the wings. And then for me up front, I don't, whether you guys have any different thoughts, but I feel like now it's it's going to look like that Arena and, and, and Cummings is going to be the combination moving forward. You, would you guys make any changes to that? Maybe Muller, Muresh no coming in? No way. No. Yeah, that's, that's the duo. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it. And they're, and they're two class players too. I mean, like yeah. Marco Arena played at the World Cup. Jason Cummings, we know the quality that he has as well. So... Uh, it's going to be really fascinating to see what Monty chooses because I feel like Montgomery's still figuring out our best 11. And obviously we've had to deal with, with COVID cases. We've had to deal with injuries, international duty now. It, 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 like every week there's a new problem. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can have the strongest squad go ahead uh, for the game down in uh, in Melbourne and Amy Park on Saturday. It's a massive game. It's a massive game. And, and look, hopefully we have a strong contingent of Mariners fans going down as well. I'm sure everyone on the coast will be tuning in for this big one. Uh, let's go score predictions. Just just to finish it off, let's let's draw some score predictions for this game. And I want to know: is it going to be is it going to be done in in regular time? Is it going to be done in extra time, or potentially in penalties? Jake, we'll start off with you. How is this game ending? Let us know. All right. So at the end of the ninety minutes, I'm saying it'll be two two. It'll go to extra time, and then I reckon we'll win it in extra time. A light one. Who's who's scoring the winner? Gotta go, Renya. Oh, dude, I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> what about you, yeah. Dan? Um, I wrote it down before, so I reckon it's gonna be three all. Um, and then I think we're gonna win five four on pens, and I reckon Urena's gonna bag a double. Yeah, man. And dude, I hope like especially with Marco, with Marco, with Cummings, with with these big plays, I, I feel like they're gonna step up in this in this big game, man. I, I feel yeah, like that's where they're really going to flourish. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Like that, that's why we bring those guys in for these big yeah. games to when we make to these finals so that they can be there to uh, score the goals. Marco did it in the in the semi against Sydney, so hopefully he can be the hero again for us in this cup final. Man, I'm so excited. Just talking about it now, I'm so hyped for it. So Saturday, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, FFA Cup is one of the biggest games that the Central Coast Mariners had ever, has ever seen, so uh, our, our chance to win silverware. And of course, should mention as well, a chance to secure a place in the Asian Champions League, which is yeah. pretty awesome as well. Awesome, um, yeah. Jake. Dylan, thanks so much for joining me for this podcast to talk about some of the action in the A-League, to preview the FFA Cup final. Um, always great to chat with some fellow Mariners fans. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. I had a good time. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Cheers. All right, and of course, guys, Coast for Football Podcast. The new episodes drop every single Tuesday, available on YouTube or any podcast platforms wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, make sure to catch all of the socials as well, Coastwood Football, across all social media platforms. My name's Lockie. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and have a fantastic week.